you. It takes me 45 minutes to get it open. So I apologize for that. Um, you might think I was going to go to Romans this morning, but we're not. Um, we're going to look at a passage in uh, Psalms, Psalm 77. You can start making your way there. And as I was thinking and praying about words I could say, and I felt it was appropriate to have some words that we can hang on to do in light of what's going on with Pastor Doug and his family. Psalm 77 fits pretty well into that, and as I was reading and studying this, you know, this sounds really familiar. And I think this is the same passage we used when we uh, was praying for Pastor Tom. But Tom, you'll get to hear this maybe for the first time. <laughs> I hope you're encouraged by it. <laughs> All right, Psalm 77, 1. We'll, reading, we'll begin reading in verse 1. It says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, even unto God with my voice. He gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou, hideth, thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can come to your word and find help and comfort in every situation in life. And Father, now we, we especially think of Pastor Doug and Rachel and family, Father, we ask that you would be with them, that you would draw them closer together, that they would be knit together in you. And Father, we ask that you would be with heaven, that you would steal his fears, that you would strengthen him, and that he would look to his parents as his parents look to you. 
Father, we ask that you'd be with the doctors, that you'd just help them and give them special wisdom. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you for all that you're doing there. Father, it looks like a hard thing to us, but we know with you it's easy. Father, help us. As we just look through these words, your words today, and find comfort, and find them in you. And Father, we just thank you, and we praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, it begins there in that chapter. It says, I cried unto the Lord. The psalmist used his voice to make known his desperation and difficulty. When the day of trouble comes, he cried to the Lord. He, he cried to God. He let his desperation be known to God. Let them be known not just to anyone, but to the one who is the creator of the universe, Elohim. That's who he addresses there, Elohim, the creator God. The one who has creative power. You know, that's remarkable to think when you think about all the miracles that Jesus did. He had creative power to do that. He could give people new ears to hear with, new eyes to see with. Created in them those new things. He's the God who creates. And he gave ear unto me. You know, that's remarkable that the creator of the universe, Elohim, gives us ear. He hears us. He listens. He pays close attention is what the psalmist is saying there. You know, sometimes at our house, we have noise box on. We're not really paying attention to what it's saying, but it's just noise. We just hear it. But what the psalmist is saying is that God hears and he listens closely. He pays close attention. He listens closely so he can respond. In my trouble, I sought the Lord. The Lord is the word Adonai, the one who is sovereign and rules the universe. There is none higher to cry out to than the one who governs the universe and pays close attention to our troubles. Now that's a will God surprise in missions moment right there. When you think about the fact that the creator of heaven and earth hears and he rules over his universe and he hears our cry and he listens closely to them seeking the Lord displays a dependence on him so when we come to God we turn to him seeking him crying out to him with our deepest needs he hears. And it shows our dependence on him. His creation. 
dependent on the Creator. My hands reached out in the night. When your soul is troubled, reach out to the one who is the source and sustainer of the universe. You know, we learned that in Colossians 1, that Jesus is the sustainer of the universe. He holds it all together. He sustains it. And he's the one we can cry out to for help in our time of need. He will sustain you in your time of trouble. And it goes on there in verse 2. It says, My soul refused to be comforted. Wasn't that the psalmist was rebelling against being comforted? It's that his troubles were so great he couldn't be. When your troubles are fear and fears that seem like they're just choking you, that's what that passage is, those words are talking about. The fear is so great, it's like it's in your throat and it's choking you. If you've ever been that way, if you ever had an anxiety so great, it just felt like it was cutting off your breath. That's what this psalmist is talking about. The fears were so great, he thought he was being choked. We're called to resist those things because we receive help from the Lord God, Adonai Elohim, the one who rules his creation, is sovereign over it. We're to resist those fears and trust in him, trust in the Lord God. Then in verse 3, it goes on to say that I remember God. Resist those fears and remember where your help comes from. It comes from the Lord. And it's already been mentioned a couple times this morning. At least I've heard it. Where does our help come from? Psalms 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The Lord is our help. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah, verse 3. I explained my troubles to Adonai and I lacked all strength. I was aware of my inadequacies to help myself. That's what Selah means. It means you're aware. You're made aware of what the situation is. And in this situation, Thomas is saying, I'm made aware of my inability to help myself. When those fears come, they often come at night. The psalmist is encouraging us to lift our hands up, lift them up, reach out, reach out to the one who can help. And in so doing, you're you're signifying that you're inadequate. You can't change your own situation. You need help from the one who can. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. When he was supposed to be sleeping, he was awake. 
because of his troubles. Fear grips us so tightly that your eyes are held awake. The fear of what's coming, the fear of, you know, that word that starts with C, cancer, or that fear can have any, many different names. But God is calling us. He's saying, reach out to the one who can help. I'm so troubled that I cannot speak. The fear of the unknown grips us so tight. We have no words to say. We have no way to explain the way we feel when those things come into our life. Verse 5, he says, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient time. I don't know if you noticed, but the psalmist has turned a corner right here. The Lord who hears, the one who governs the universe, who hears, is beginning to comfort the psalmist. This is when the Lord God begins to answer our plea when our fears give way to remembering we can't tell the future but we can remember the past we can remember the faithfulness of God in the past we can remember his loving kindness in other times of trouble we can, can conclude that we have no reason to doubt God's ability to take care of us now. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. When you turn that corner and your fears give way to remembering what God has done, that's God working giving you help that you need. He's reminding you of what he's done. Our greatest fears often bring a song in the night. In our darkest times, those dark times when you're supposed to be sleeping and you can't because of your fears. Sometimes the song heart comes to your mind. I remember reading some of Stacy's posts. In her dark, darkest times, she remembered song came to her, but I'm sure it did. I was reminded of a song that we often sing. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, strong defender of my weary heart, my sword to fight the evil deceiver and my shield against his hateful darts. 
My song when the enemy surrounds me. My hope when tides of sorrow rise. My joy when trials are abounding. Your faithfulness, my refuge in the night. Powerful song. It's a new song that Rachel's been teaching us. Verse 6, he says that my spirit make diligent search. When your fears give way to remembering what God has done, the psalmist here lists a series of rhetorical questions that have obvious answers. But he's remembered, he's, he says, will the Lord cast off forever? Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? No. Is his mercy gone clean forever? No. Doth his promise fail evermore? No. Hath God forgotten to be gracious? No. Hath he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? He finishes this series of questions by saying that word once again, Selah. That means he recognizes that he's inadequate to answer those questions. Sometimes when those fears come, we ask those questions in our heart. We're just inadequate to answer them. goes on there in verse 10 he says and I said in my infirmity but I will remember the years of the right hand of the most high I will remember the works of the Lord surely I will remember thy wonders of old I will meditate also of all thy works and talk of thy doings must own our troubles. He says, I will meditate also of all thy works and talk of thy doings. And I, but I will remember, this is my infirmity, it said in verse 10. This is my infirmity. That's owning where you are in life. That's owning. It's not blaming someone else for it. It's not blaming God. It's not blaming your work. It's not blaming anything. Just owning it. It's saying this is what life is right now. And remembering the one who can help. We may not understand the why, but we must own our troubles. This is what life is right now. Then we can clearly remember the works of God at hand. We must meditate on the past faithfulness of the Lord and rest in knowing He is faithful now. So 
So when troubles come, I hope I've reminded you that it is the Lord that brings our strength. It's the Lord that we can find refuge in our troubles. It's the Lord. And back in Romans chapter 8, Paul says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That is a will God surprise admission statement right there. Very surprising to learn that God did the greatest thing for us in giving his son. Why would he hold back anything else? Especially in our time of need. And I know that, I'm sure that the Nicholsons are just feeling a great weight right now. As his family, as his extended family, us, we can be a great encouragement to him by just reaching out to him. You say nothing more than I'm continuing to pray. It's a great encouragement. Be a great encouragement to them. And I'm sure that he is encouraged by all that we've already done, shown our love to him. So, Father, we just ask you that you continue. Father, again, we thank you that you've given us this family and you're teaching us how to serve our pastor. Father, help us to serve him well. Help him to be encouraged about the things you're doing. Father, we know the grief is heavy and the sorrow is heavy the worries are great. But Father, just helping to realize that you're greater than all of those. Help Rachel as she has anxieties about the one she carried for nine months. She got up in the middle of the night with him, sat with him many times already. sovereign one. There's none greater for us to take our burdens to for our pastor and his family. Father, help us to serve him well. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's stand for our last song.
please join us for I Need Thee Every Hour.